Hello, this is Matter Under Mind with Kevin Thomas. I am so happy to be with you guys this, what, February 7th, 2019. This evening, it's about 10, 11 Eastern time. Just wanted to get on and talk today, tonight about a life worth living. And with with so much going on, and if we allow a lot of stuff that we're hearing, whether it be in our government, political world, or in our in our workplace, uh, in our families, and and consequently in in our own minds and hearts, our own thoughts, uh, we probably would say, "Is it question? Is it really a life worth living?" Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, we have so many people who ask themselves those questions and end up taking their own lives. And, and, and it's sad to take a temporary problem and use a, perm, uh, a permanent solution to try and solve it. And so, again, the question is, is this a life worth living? And, and I say yes, depending on what type of life you're living. So many times we find people who, who don't like the way their life is going. I like to tell them that when, when you're feeling that way and, and, and you, you, most people blame other people around them for their, the, the way their life is being lived, but if you were to look in the mirror, you could find the real culprit as to why your life is the way it is. And and anytime you look in the mirror, you see the person who has constructed the life that they're living by the actions and thoughts that they have. It creates their reality. So a life worth living, um, you know, again, why, why is life worth living? Well, it could be worth living because you have children, uh, because you have a, a wonderful spouse, or, or you just like yourself so much you, you don't want to not live. But I want to talk about uh, from this particular proverb in scripture, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, where it talks about keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The New American Standard Bible says it like this. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. I guess sim simply put, um, the reality of your life lived out is a direct result of your thoughts 
So, so what you are thinking, because the word heart in this proverb, it can be translated, keep your thoughts, keep, keep your mind with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life or comes out, come, the issues of life come out of it. So if you're having any issues in your life, whether they be good, bad, or indifferent, they came from you. Now, you, you may not like what I'm saying, but I'm not saying it. I didn't create this. I didn't write this. This came, as has as been told in Scripture, that it was inspired by God, by the Holy Spirit, for man to write down. And there are some things that, you know, we can look at, but that's another day. That's another, another talk. But we're talking about a life worth living. God, through Paul, wrote, we have been given every spiritual blessing and everything pertaining to life and godliness. Now, see, that's power in this dimension of the physical world. And in the dimension of the spiritual world, not just power, but victorious power, meaning we should always win. We should always win because Paul said that God has given us every spiritual blessing and he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Now, I would suggest and think that when he says this, that everything pertaining to life and godliness, that its keys, its information that will grant us the ability to live the Zoe life, the God kind of life. In other words, what we think, what we say, how we feel, and how we live all line up then what we are believing, saying, thinking, feeling, good, bad, or indifferent, it manifests in our life. But you can control that. You can control that. Because if you guard your heart, if you watch the things you allow yourself to hear that are not uh, uh, profitable for your life, for your livelihood, uh, that's not uh, a value for your livelihood. If you guard yourself from those things and, and then allow those things that are profitable, that are valuable to bringing the kind of life you desire but more than you desire, that, that you deserve, you can then have all that you think, ask, all that you ask or think. All that you ask or think. He said, I'll give you five bubble, but all that you ask or think. And, and it's not something that he, he, he'll fight against and you have to struggle with. He said he'll give you 
far above all that you ask or think. And so many people are living in such degradation, such sorrowful lives, because that's what they think about. And in so many words, they even ask for it. And so when they get when they get double of that, they want to know why. Woe is me, my life. Oh my God, why, why, why? But he said, I'll give you that far above that which you can ask or think. And so if your thinking and your asking is in that negative vein, you're going to get far above that. But the beautiful part of this this life worth living is that if your life is not going the way you want it, turn the page and start rewriting your life. That's the beautiful part. You are never, ever done. If you have the wherewithal to make a decision to change, see, change is that which is like it's, it's, it's like a steering wheel. You can be going straight, but if you make a slight change, you can veer in another direction. And the beautiful part of this life worth living is that you are the rudder. rudder. You are the rudder that makes the decision as to which way you go by how you think by how you believe and by what you believe. You are the runner. Now, we, we want to keep this going because this life worth living is, is, is very important for you to get because if you don't feel like it's a life worth living, then, then you're subject to a lot of things that's, that's just, just not going to be pleasing to yourself or to others. Now, I know a lot of people think, you know, hey, I don't have to think so hard. I just got to do what I got to do. I got to go to school. I got to make good grades. I got to get my degree, all that kind of stuff. All of that's fine and dandy. That's a part of life. That's those are the things you do while you're here. That that you have to learn, and you should be learning. That's a good thing. I'm not against that. I went to college. That, those are good things. But what I'm what I'm saying is simply this: you you could be the smartest person in the world. You can have all the money in the world because you're smart and you you've done some great things and you invented some things and all the, that kind of stuff. But if you don't have a mindset of knowing who you are in God and who God is in you, you can be wealthy, have any and everything you want, but be the most miserable person on the planet Earth. We've seen it in, we've seen it in uh, a wonderful comedian, a wonderful actor, Robin Williams, and after so long, he took his life. 
and we've seen this scenario over and over and over again in in, in at various times in our uh, in our lives, and, and it's sad. And it's very sad that we we can't address these issues in in a, in a way that will um, change the statistics on suicide. We 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 try to talk about it, you know, but. It's not much changing because those people don't think they have a life worth living when in actuality they do have a life worth living. It's just that so often when people have these suicidal thoughts and, and these issues in their lives that drive them to that, they try on many occasions to express themselves to people they believe care about them and they sweep it under the rug telling y'all quit tripping you need to chill out everybody have problems why you just just gone and, and see though that type of behavior that type of reaction to people who are trying to pour their hearts out to you so they can heal they never get healed and 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 because they opened up the wound to try and talk to somebody to whom they had faith in or trust or belief, they open that wound and it gets further infected. It causes them to drift off to a place that no man should go, and thus into suicide. All right, we'll be right back. We'll continue this talk. Welcome back to Matter Undermine with your host, Kevin Thomas. We're talking about a life worth living. So, so how, how do we guard our heart? How do we guard our heart? Uh, you know, again, Proverbs, uh, verse, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So how do we guard our hearts? And, and I know a lot of people, you know, some of you may not, you know, you may say, this is a sermon, man. You, you preach the sermon. Well, it's, it's, it's not a sermon. Well, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it a sermon, you can, whatever. But it's about life. And, and there are certain books, you know, that have good life things, you know. The sacred script, the Bible has some good stuff. There are other books that have some good things. The Gospel of Thomas, uh, you know. Uh, you know uh, uh, there are a lot of books, uh, you know, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, I mean, there, there's, uh, there's so many books. Uh, that 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 I use stuff out of that 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 is just awesome, you know. Contemporary writers, you know, writers that are gone, that are passed on, writers from the 16th century, you know, 17th, 18th, you know, you know, the Renaissance period. All of these, they're great writers. But today we're talking about Proverbs, which is also a great book. Uh, but it talks about guarding your heart, but 
how do you guard? You know, because so often people tell you, they read the scripture and they tell you to guard your heart. But what does that mean? So if you're supposed to guard your heart, how do you do it? And if you look in scripture, if you're following along, if you look in uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really show us how to guard our hearts. And, and I'll read it for you. It says, uh, Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving or gratitude, let your requests be made known to God. And then verse 7 says, listen, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus, in Christ Yeshua HaMashiach. So Paul tells us that prayer is the pathway to guarding our hearts and minds with the peace of God. Now peace comes as a comfort. Listen to this. Peace comes as a comfort rooted in our trust in God that is expressed in the process of prayer. I'm going to say it again. Peace comes as a comfort rooted in our trust in God that is expressed in the process of prayer. So as Paul states, clearly guarding your heart is the result of a clear or of clear communication because prayer is just simply communicating but you you have to be clear so so what i'm saying when i say this peace comes as a comfort rooted in our trust in god that is expressed in the process of prayer that if you don't believe god if you don't trust god or have a relationship with god because you, you can't have a relationship with anyone if you don't believe in them. And if you don't believe, the majority of people who don't believe in something or believe something won't do anything towards that unbelief. So if I don't believe roller coasters are safe, guess what? I'm not getting on a roller coaster. If I don't believe that person likes me, I'm not going to hang out with that person. So when people don't believe something, they generally don't do what they don't believe. And so when you don't believe God, you don't pray. When you don't pray, you don't have or have the how-to of guarding your heart. Because it tells you explicitly in Philippians, it says that, I'll read it again, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So prayer, again, is that which guards your heart, is the result of clear communication. Peace comes as a comfort rooted in our trust in God that is expressed in the process of prayer. So when we have trust in God, we will pray. And in our prayer, we find comfort and we find peace because our truth in the truth of God is our root because we believe. And in believing, we build a relationship. If I don't believe in God, I'm not going to study God's word. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to communicate with him in prayer. Anytime you want to build a relationship with a person, whether it's with uh, 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 the opposite sex, whether it's with a friend, whether it's, whether it's uh, a co-worker on a job, whether it's a stranger, you have to communicate. You have to talk. You have to share. You have to spend time. And if you don't do that, you can't have the how to guard your heart. Because without doing that, what many people do, they will cover up. They will shut down. They will close themselves off from people to avoid being hurt. But let me tell you, I don't care how you avoid things or people or situations, you still get hurt because mess affects everybody if you ain't got the right material to keep yourself clean. So the next thing I want to ask you or want to talk about is why guard your heart? Well, to understand why you should guard your heart, you know, a lot of times you 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 think about Solomon, and in, in Proverbs uh, four twenty three it says, you know, what he talks about. But it says because unlike, well, just think, Solomon rightly realized that what you do flows from you. Or, or, or let me put it like this: Solomon realized that what you do flows from who you are because the wellspring of life what you do flows from it so in other words who you are is is what's inside of you out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so what's in you, see, that's why, you know, the Bible said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. It's what comes out. And so that's why he said, guard your heart, because whatever you allow in your heart, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. And your life will be just as foul if you let foul things in. If you let good things in, your life will be good. I'm not saying 
things bad or foul or ungood is not going to come around your life. You're not going to see it. He said, you know, 10,000 may fall at your right hand <clears throat> or even on your left side, but it won't come near your dwelling. You're going to see it, but because you have practiced how to guard your heart through prayer and supplication, then, then, then you'll have the peace. You'll be covered by the word because the word is true. His word shall not pass. Think about it. So with understanding why to guard your heart, we know that who we are and what we do is a direct result of what we allow to influence us. What we read, what we watch, or what we give our attention to most, these things get into our heart, our spirit, our thoughts, and become who we are. Now, if, if I find out from any of you what you spend most of your time doing, watching, listening to, or even reading, I can just about pinpoint almost how you are or who you are and what you would do in any given situation based on how you spend your time, based on how you, you know, the things you do with your time, what you watch, what you listen to, who do you do things with, who do you participate in things. So, so guarding your heart is, is, is by most, is, is by most preacher a phrase that is preachers a a phrase that is merely associated with guarding you from sin. But guarding your heart is much more than this. It is a call to protect your character in all that you are. Now, unless you catch the vision of Solomon that he laid down in Proverbs, as to why you should guard your heart, it will remain just that, a proverb. So if you don't do anything with it, it's just a, a legalistic, minimalistic endeavor or cliche saying in your life, oh, I'm going to guard my heart. You know, when guarding your heart is understood, you begin to consciously protect yourself from allowing any destructive thoughts to linger. Because you know if you do, it then means that what you allow in becomes root, which then becomes fruit. And it's so important that you guard your heart. Now, you're going to hear a lot of things in life. You're going you're gonna to see a lot of things in life. But what I mean is not that you don't dwell on it, that you don't keep watching, that you don't go back to it, that you just don't keep that. Uh, uh, just flowing in your life repeatedly and it becomes a part of you and then as it becomes a part of you you begin to speak those things and when you start speaking it you begin to live it and manifest those things in your life and and you don't want to do that you remember the, the the bible speaks of by your words you'll be justified and by your words you'll be condemned i mean you have to guard you have to guard your heart 
and, 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 and things that you allow to come out of your mouth. Because words are powerful, man. Words are powerful. So you have to be careful. And so uh, this is matter under mind. We're still talking about a life worth living. And I, I, I just wanted to share some of these things that has been on my mind with you to encourage you to, to be very uh, protective of what you read, what you watch, what you listen to, who you listen to. And this is not something where I'm saying throw people away or throw people out. Just express to people, you know, when they start talking about saying, it doesn't hurt. Well, you know, that's the kind of talk I don't even want to talk about. Or let's not, you know, let's not talk about people. Let's not gossip. You know, you you can find ways to come out of it without sounding negative and without being mean. Just say, you know, that's fine, you know. But let's talk about something different. You know, no, I'm not going to stay. I, I'm going to go back home or I'm going to sit in my car on lunch break or whatever. You know, because you have to, it's important because your life is important. And so if, if you're too embarrassed or you don't want to, uh, you know, let people know, then you're subject to whatever you allow in your heart, then it starts to come out. Because trust me, whatever is in there is coming out. So you might as well turn the page, get a blank page and start writing, rewriting your life. Because if you don't think it's good now, oh, tomorrow it ain't going to be good at all. Because it only gets worse if you allow it to linger. Because the longer you let crazy stuff linger in your life, the more angry and bitter you become. And so you open up the door for more junk. So what I'm saying is, is this is a life worth living. But really, it's a life that you have to learn to live. And how do you learn to live? You just have to pray. You say, well... I pray, but you got to pray the right words. You know, humble yourself. Uh, be grateful. Show gratitude for your life. That your life is important. And that, that you want to do something in life that's going to promote positivity. Helping people be successful. Helping people, helping people have better lives. It, it, it's not always about you giving money. It, it's, it's an encouraging word. It's a smile. It's a thank you. It's a hello to strangers or anybody. You can make somebody's day. You just don't know. Listen, uh, I've gone on a little longer in this segment. I'll be right back with Matter Under Mind. Again, this is your host, Kevin Thomas. Just a moment. Welcome back to Matter Under Mind with your host, Kevin Thomas. So we're going to conclude this, this life or life worth living. I, I hope you enjoyed thus far uh, the first two segments. Um, but guarding your heart, again, we're coming from uh, the book of Proverbs 4 and 23, which says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life so wrong thoughts in your mind 
if you start speaking them, issues will come. Wrong thoughts or good thoughts. But guarding your heart is one of the most important yet least understood facets of Christendom. It can paralyze you or it can liberate you. Guarding your heart is the key to saving yourself from yourself in order to be a living witness for the gospel of the kingdom of God and be, be a true light to the world to see, so the world can see a pathway to the kingdom. As you allow God's wisdom to unfold out of you so that you can reveal the Christ through you. So, so, so when you, as you live this life, as you construct your life by your words, again, the word says, by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be condemned. The Bible talks about, and, and, and the next, my next podcast, I'll, I'll talk about this. It talks about the tongue is the pen of a ready writer. And so, so when you start moving your tongue, it starts to journal your life. It starts to journal your life. So, so we 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 want to draw closer. We want to be be as I said in the beginning, where that Paul wrote that God has given us everything pertaining to uh, life and godliness and and every spiritual blessing. So these things. When we stand on it, and when we when we we seek the kingdom, when we when we we dig deep on the inside of us, we begin to unfold. The Bible says there are many manifold blessings, many manifold. So we begin to unfold ourselves. We unfold by 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 allowing the God in us to reveal in us who we are in God, and who God is in us. And so we begin to unfold in many areas and many facets of our lives, and we become more than what we think, more than who we are, or who people think we are. We realize that we are God. We are made in the image and the likeness of God. That means what God is, we are. What God can do, we can do. And so we begin to unfold. ourselves and free ourselves to be ourselves so that the best in us can unfold and, and flow. So Jesus came to give us access to God and his kingdom. His death cleansed us to be able to stand in the presence of God without fear of dying, without dying. Because remember, Jesus told the people where the kingdom of God was. He said, don't look to the east or to the west. Don't look over there. The kingdom of God is in you. And so Paul tells us in Romans 14 and 17, he says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness 
peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So guarding your heart is the flow of peace. Excuse me. Guarding your heart is the process of peace flowing in and through you. And remember, this, this is not just about you. <clears throat> Again, it's, it's the guarding your heart is the process of peace flowing in you. You get the peace of God in you, but then after you get it, <clears throat> excuse me, it flows through you. Now, when it flows through you, that's for someone else. That's for you to be a living epistle, a living witness. For people to see that life is worth living because they see your life. And when you live a life that's worth living, you become infectious. And other people will want to have that same kind of life. And you can turn their thought life around. And they begin to say, I am valuable. I am worthy. I am worth it. I am of value. I'm God's most precious, precious possession. I'm the greatest thing that God has made, created, given. God says in the Bible, I, uh, he had to swear. He said, I can swear by none other than myself because there is none greater than I. And you are just that great. You are just that great because you're made in his image and his likeness. What God can do, you can do. But I leave you with this thought for the day and those who have been on my Facebook page for a while, you may have seen this, but I, I just think it's, a, it's good to end with. Now read it. A deer is chased by a lion and gets away. And 15 minutes later, the deer is grazing again like nothing ever happened. So often as humans, we find ourselves being chased in our minds by the thoughts that create unnecessary stress. The tangible causing the, excuse me, the intangible causing the tangible, the body harm. Thoughts making you sick. I'm going to say that again. Thoughts making you sick. This is why God in scripture said, guard your heart, your mind from evil thoughts, from unnecessary thoughts, from negative thoughts, from confusing thoughts. But for every action, although intangible, there is an opposite and equal reaction in the tangible. So what you think in the spirit, in, in the spirit of your mind, will affect the reality of your life. So if the intangible thoughts can make you sick, isn't it logical it can also make you whole or healed? 
So we have to be like the deer and dodge the chasing evil thoughts. Cast it down. Don't let it take root in your life or in your heart or in your mind. And be like a duck. Let the wrong thoughts like water run off your back. Listen, you can never lose with the stuff God left on record for us to use. Listen, this is Kevin Thomas with Matter Under Mind. You have a blessed life because you are great, you are awesome, and there is none like you. There is none like you. You know, we say, we say, God, there is none like you. There is none like you. But let me tell you something. God said you are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is no two of you like this. So just like God, hallelujah, just like God, there is none like you. God bless you. I love you. Have a great day again. This is Kevin Thomas with Matter Under Mind. Go and pray about what you heard today and ask God to help you move this into your life in the way you need it in your life so you can be blessed. Thank you again. Have a great day.